Broadcasting live from the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Armstrong and Getty. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. From Studio C. See, there you are. You know what it is? Little thing we call a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound, heading toward the weekend, and we are under the tutelage of our general manager. Children, Jack. Children. American children. Neglected and abused by their schools. Children at the border. Children are a general manager. That's right. I believe the children are the future. Okay. All right. Concept general manager. Yeah, children as the general manager is probably going to result in a lot of ice cream for dinner. Do I understand the bulk of March Madness starts today? Eh, it could be. I think it does. Usually starts on a Thursday, right? Those now, how many play-in games are right. there? Because sixty-four teams isn't enough. All the sports have done this. I guess. I guess they thought it was a good idea, but there used to be like a really big kickoff for the NFL, Major League Baseball. NCAA tournament, everything like that. And then they spread out these little dinky games in before them now, and it kind of, mm-hmm. I think it, it lessened the excitement and the amount of attention they get, but they're the experts. Anyway, March Madness traditionally kicks off on a Thursday, and they got these play-in games, but so. If you have, if you have brackets where you work, of course, you don't go into work. You're at home, so you'd have to email each other brackets, I guess. Right. It's not like you can have one in the, in the sales pit. At your at your company and everybody's checking it and giving each other the business every day about who won and who lost. Yeah, yeah, those were good times, but they're gone now. They're gone. <laughs> no dating coworkers, no fraternizing, no jokes of any kind, no NCAA pools. That that but that's actually a pretty good example of the sort of things that will be lost if people don't come back into the workplace. That sort of thing. You know, mm-hmm. if you've worked anywhere, that's a pretty big esprit de corps thing that people get involved in, the NCAA bracket. And uh, you won't have that if everybody's working from home. Not in the same way, anyway. Yeah, I, I felt that that was fading in recent years anyway. Maybe it's unique to our industry or our corner of the world or whatever. But pe- people don't go out anymore. They don't know each other. HR ruined not... all that stuff. We can't HR... gamble. We can't drink. Can't right. flirt. N- nothing. We can't do nothing. We can just work. <laughs> gotta, so we go to work. Wear... We work. We're not looking to have fun, because having fun leads to trouble. Exactly. you got to wear your pants all the time. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I'll tell you what's the biggest thing going on in the world today, I think. Heh. Is the Biden people are meeting with the China people for the first time. And uh, New York Times has a really good long article uh, about that. David Sanger, who's one of the few still adult journalists working in uh, media. I on- give it six months until he's fired. <laughs> Probably. Um, uh, about how the Biden administration has done the full pivot, um, understanding uh, what China is, and is uh, going to let them know what time it is today, in theory. And China's going to try to do the same to us. And it's, 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 today's the beginning of the rest of the century of uh, the battle between China and the United States. There's There are no illusions anymore in the U.S. government, according to uh, David Sanger in the New York Times, that, you know, uh, allowing them to grow as an economy is going to bring them into the brotherhood of nations. That's all gone. Nobody nobody has those illusions anymore whatsoever. Right. Everybody realizes in the Biden administration, as they did in the Trump administration, I think, that China is an enemy. We're on a collision course. 
for conflict, and uh, they're going to sit down today and talk. It's like the third time your junkie brother steals your car. There are just no more illusions, all right? right? He's not your buddy. He's not a good guy. China is not our buddy. Here's a question for you. If we had the balls to say to uh, Chairman Xi, look, we're going to decouple from your economy as fast as we can. Your number one market is about to give you both barrels. And look at that. Huh? What do you think of that? If we had the balls to do that. To what extent would that economic threat make them uh, soft pedal, make them uh, tap the brakes a little bit in their aggressive actions around the world? I mean, if we had the balls, do you think, or do you think they would just turn to the third world in Africa and say, "All right, U.S., good luck. We got a thousand-year plan. We don't care." Um, well, they, uh, I think they knew this day was coming sometime. At least according to that uh, uh, that book, "The Hundred-Year Marathon," and one of the guys that was behind the opening of China. Um, more of the thinking in China is they can't believe it took this long for us to catch on. Ah, okay. I can't right. believe I can't <laughs> so they've believe stolen been... our car three times and just got invited to dinner again. Yeah. They're thinking, wow. Yeah, I can't believe they 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 funded our military and our rise to challenge them this long before they realized what we're up to. Wow, wow. There, there's a part of the American spirit that is open-hearted and and kind and optimistic and naive to a large extent. The uh, the war in Iraq, great example of that. The 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 actual implementation, the post-war period, where we thought now nah, everybody is going to realize we were here with good intentions and be nice to us and the rest of it. And it just it was dumb. So we got that to talk about later, and there's some interesting uh, nuggets behind that. That is occurring today in Alaska, I believe. Because we wanted to have it on U.S. soil, and they didn't want to, so we kind of compromised by it being Alaska, which I realize is U.S. soil, but, um, you know. Well, and if they have to kill them, they can just throw them out onto the ice, and the polar bears will eat the bodies. Remember that picture of she and Obama walking across the green grass there in Palm Springs, California, from years back, when we still thought we were all friends and working together and everything like that? Man, those days are gone. Yeah. And never coming back. Played for a sucker. And then another story I need to update on, at least for my own personal life, I talked a while back. Did I talk about this on the show or on the podcast? Yes, we have a podcast called One More Thing. Uh, Is it about you not knowing which part of the power switch is on or off? Because we did cover that. Is it the one or the zero? Hey, by the way, so the power switch on the back of a lot of stuff, it's got a line and a circle. I'm not going to call it a one and a zero because we got all kinds of conflicting information from, look, I'm an engineer. It's a zero and a one. Look, I've been making computers since computers started. <laughs> it's an O and a line. Okay. All right. You guys, you guys argue amongst yourselves. Um, but I went out in the newsroom and I asked everybody, and these are, this is the lot younger people than me, is the O on the back of the computer for on or off? Nobody had any idea. <laughs> Nobody had any idea. On the other hand, I'll bet all of them would have tried both before calling the service line. <laughs> well, the, the problem is helpline. The problem there was I was convinced I had learned this and knew it, <laughs> and apparently I had remembered wrong because the O is off. Hubris. Actually, I still don't know if it's an O or a zero, but the 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 circle representing a closed circuit, according to engineers, because that's the way you would label things, right? That's how, I'm glad, they should they should label all pieces of equipment based on the electrical circuit for the rest of us to figure out. The zero, and people were yelling at me on the text line, you know, hey, you yeah. idiot, the circle is a closed circuit. The line is an open circuit. Okay. <laughs> all right. Sure it is. <laughs> I just call for thumbs up and thumbs down. Every uh, appliance on earth. Come or, on. Or how about on and off? 
On and off has worked pretty good as switches my whole life. Well, so you got to sell them to foreigners, though. Okay. they got different words. Um, but another story from my personal life. Did I talk about on this show about the, a little concern about my son? He's really into scootering and skateboarding and the sketchy crowd at the skateboard park. I know I mentioned mm-hmm. that on the podcast, which is available at armstrongandgetty.com. Correct. Some high school kids offered him drugs yesterday while he was there with his friends. So that's just fantastic. I'll talk about that later. Un-freaking-believable. Wow. I'm about to have a talk with those young men, too, and they're never going to forget it. That is my plan. Yes. Um, I'm also going to talk to them about, uh, first of all, I'm going to uh, insinuate that they're at physical harm for making me angry. Uh, by my body language and tone, and uh, and uh, make it clear to them there are some really strong laws about drugs and children. Oh, uh, yeah. Really strong laws. Yes. So you might want to be aware of that before you go around the skateboard parks offering drugs to kids. And your son 11 is... 11-year-olds. Wow. Him and his friends. That is so wrong. God, I'd say. Anyway. Are you going to let us know the drugs in question here? Uh, yeah, I'm going to tell the story in full later. Yeah, yeah okay. Um... Uh, it was a preparation H. I was going to say, I'm assuming it's not like hydrocortisone for mosquito bites. No, it's one of your popular drugs that I've read about, but I don't know what it is. But Oh. <laughs> it's one of those. I'm too old to know what it is. Um, uh, it's, it's teamwork that makes the dream work, and that's why we introduced everybody in the squad. There's our technical director, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? I'm doing good. I miss the NCAA brackets. I, I remember know, we used to fun. get those around the building, but then it was always the woman who'd never watched a single yeah. minute of basketball that would come in first place. I think part of it is it used to be all dudes working out here in the uh, in, the, in the newsroom, and, mm-hmm. and now it's young women, and they, I don't, you know, I don't want to make uh, blanket stereotypes, but I don't think they're as interested in the, the college basketball tournament. Not one dude not. who wears a football jersey every day. I'm surprised he hasn't started one. He seems like the kind of guy that would start a bracket. He's probably on an app in a bracket with thousands of people Oh, yeah, already. yeah, yeah. But yeah. a work, yeah. work bracket's fun. Of course, it's not. there's nobody here, so what's the point? Uh, I'd, the, I'd like Sean to at least break down one of the brackets in his uh, traditional oh, yeah. uh, method of if the mascots were to fight to the death, yes. which team would triumph? Okay, I can put that together. No problem. Yes. I and can start running my simulations now. And this year, you don't have to worry about a Duke Blue Devil, because it's always been difficult to figure out if a Blue Devil is really something to be feared or really not much. Right? <laughs> the full power of, of Beelzebub, or what's going on? Uh, you're a yes. Blue Devil. There's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Uh, my temperament is relaxed. My outlook is fantastic. My peripherals, they're phenomenal. My tokens remain non-fungible. My feet are on the desk. My eyes are in the stars. I don't know. It's a little thing called the good life, gents. I suggest you try it sometime. Time. That's wow. right. We got to talk more about that. Sean made six thousand dollars off an NFT yesterday, which is that's, just that's one of those little digital video things. Yeah, what? I, tried, I tried to explain it to my wife, and she was looking at me the same way Joe looks every time <laughs> we, we talk about this too. It's like, what? You guys want some champagne or caviar? I got extra. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Sean told me I can't look him in the eyes anymore. <laughs> oh, awesome. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Thursday, March 18th, the year 2021, where Armstrong and Getty, we approve of this program. Sean, I just called my financial guy last night. He picked up. All I said was, idiot, and I hung up. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's begin officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go at Mark. And, uh, oh, oh, no, what the, what the, what? No, no. All right. Too much champagne, apparently. Too too much non-funging. All right, here it is. 
I wasn't being a wise guy. I was alone with him in his office. I said, look in your eyes, and I don't think you have a soul. And look back at me and said, we understand each other. Where my other mouse That is Joe Biden talking about meeting with Putin? Is that what he's talking I about there? I believe that's correct. Okay, it's well, a, a bit of a riff on the whole uh, George W. Bush semi-infamous. I looked into his eyes, and I could see we could, what did he say? Uh, we connected. I can see he was a fine fella. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll talk about that later also. How's mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. Very nice. Well, uh, well proportioned. <laughs> Meaty, but just enough fat to give it flavor. It's fantastic. Exactly. Mm. All those things we mentioned on the way. Uh, text line 415-295-KFTC. The Armstrong and Getty Show. News you can use. we got to give you some details on the fact that they bumped back tax day from April 15th to March 17th. I'm sorry, May 17th. You can't go back in time. Um, that was yesterday, March 17th. Uh, yeah, I just I happened to hear a report on that yesterday. I'm in the business of knowing what's going on. I was completely caught off guard. Had that been discussed? I don't know if it'd been discussed, but it was just announced yesterday, uh, and it was originally announced May fifteenth. Then, like an hour later, they said, "Sorry, May 17th. So, uh, but there are some details to know. We can hit you with that coming up. All right, then, mailbag. Woo-hoo! Couple of freedom loving quotes of the day today: Nelson Mandela. There can be no keener revolution of a society's soul than the way in which it treats its children. Dietrich von Hofer, the test of morality of a society is what it does for its children. So what is worse, writes alert listener PJ, the CTA, the Chicago Teachers Association, disregarding our children? Or what's happening on the border to thousands of children? Your call. Well, I would say they're very different situations, but they're both uh, regrettable. But yeah, if if indeed, according to Mandela and others, you measure a society by how it treats its children, our society sucks right now. Yeah, two really different topics, obviously, the school situation and the border. But Jonathan Swan of Axios. Axios is killing it on the border immigration story. And we'll have some Jonathan Swan for you later talking about the reality of what's going on right now with all those kids locked in what he said are basically prison cells. Mm-hmm. Way over capacity. Yeah, yeah, terrible. On the other hand, there are thousands of those. There are millions and millions of American children who are miserable, suicidal, sad, suffering emotional problems that may last for years and years, all because the teachers' unions see a chance to gain more power and money. And, and they're not wor- going to let that chance go to waste. And it has worked. Yes. Yeah, to a large extent it has. Uh, I happen to, you know, it's, we've got stuff to talk about. I got uh, a note last night from a teacher friend of mine um, who was 100% in support of our howlings, which meant a lot to me. Uh, moving along. I teach at a massive charter in California, writes Al Anonymous. I love my students to death, but the charter is aligned with BLM in an official capacity and is the most woke organization I've seen so far, indoctrinating not just the staff, but the kids at well at an alarming pace. 
Next week, we had a charter-wide meeting about white supremacy and the usual anti-racist propaganda. There will be smaller breakout rooms, etc. I'm not going to change anybody's mind, but I'm asking each of my all-time favorite podcasters, writers, thinkers, and content creators overall if they'd be so kind and uh, to provide me with a single infectious question to ask. You ought to pose that to James Lindsay, because he's probably America's leading expert on combating this sort of stuff. Yeah, Chris Rufo is, is excellent as well. Tweet at both of those people. Um, you know what? He'd be happy to help you out. I would suggest something like, say, innocently, yeah, interesting, yeah. I've been reading a lot about how the Chinese are so racist against the Uyghurs, and, and, and oh, I remember, uh, do you remember the, the, how the Sunnis were so racist against the Yazidis in, uh, in Iraq, uh, in Syria? So I guess, uh, everybody's capable of racism everywhere around the world. And they'll say, no, 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 it's just white people. It, 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 just in America. That's the only racism. That's the only possible racism. Give that a try. Uh, on the totally uninteresting topic of time zones, guys, there are multiple places <laughs> on Earth that are 30 minutes off, hmm. uh, including Central Australia, uh, Iran standard time, Afghanistan standard time. There are actually some that are 45 minutes off, New Zealand uh, and Nepal, for instance. Wow, I would have to think about that for a while if I'm flying into a place that's 45 minutes different. Okay, what am I, what am I doing here? Yeah, that would be kind of weird. Uh, and uh, why lawyers want to change venues for trials? Simple as this, writes one defense lawyer. Uh, liberal places have liberal juries and are much less likely to convict. Oh. Conservative places, you know, vice versa. How about that argument over where you take the trial, the George Floyd trial in specific, uh, is, is it quite the argument? Mm-hmm. How do they oh, decide yeah. that? Anyway, uh, they move tax day, among other things you need to know about. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Dictionary.com has recently added Finna and supposedly to its online database, as in, supposedly, I'm Finna, stop using dictionary.com. Been been, uh, meaning to mention that supposedly is in the dictionary now, as uh, that is the way words develop and have over time. It's wrong. It's sloppy. It's ignorant. (sighs) It's it's illiterate. It's a word now. It's it's the sea of ignorance overtaking this island of, of decency and education. Um, we got a good text. So, uh, somebody wanted to know, how do I combat this woke critical race theory crap at work or school or wherever you are? And mentioned, and I'd forgotten this, Helen P- Pluckrose, who works with James Lindsay, who I mentioned, and mm-hmm. others. She, there's a website called counterweightsupport.com. That's right. Yes. Counterweightsupport.com. And they actually have some, you know, frequently posed crap at these things and how to respond to it. Mm-hmm. If you if you work anywhere where you have to go through this BS, I almost actually used the term. Do it, but do it, it is it is BS. Critical race theory, anti racist crap. Uh, you should go to counterweightsupport.com and use that as a resource. So you so you're, you're armed going in, and you know can be smart on the subject. That's right. I remember we announced when that was launched. I'm on the site right now. Excellent, good stuff. Um, what the media is getting completely wrong. And it's it's a it's a crime itself. Do we have time for all that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to narrow it down specifically to the uh, the shootings and the killings at the massage parlors in Atlanta. 
But first, they changed the tax deadline yesterday to May 17th. It's no longer April 15th. This year it's May 17th. If you remember last year in the midst of the pandemic, they moved it clear into the middle of summer. It was like July 15th or something. Uh, this year they're moving it to May 17th. Not uh, somewhat because of the craziness of the pandemic, but mostly because so many people have gotten checks like in the last 48 hours and aren't sure how they're supposed to handle them and uh, figuring out the tax rules and all that sort of stuff. So they're giving people extra time to deal with that. Well, that's weird because that would relate to this year's income. Oh, you're not right. That's, 2020. That is interesting. They must have, they must mean the money. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. That's what the Wall Street Journal said. Because is money just is coming in pand- so late. More pandering. Let's say we gave them all the money we can. How about we postpone tax day? Anyway, um, the IRS said yesterday it's delaying the tax deadline to April 17th from April 15th for payments. I'm sorry, from, from when to when? From April 15th to uh, uh, May 17th? Yeah, May 17th. What okay. did I say? I think April twice, but... Okay, yeah, that would be a weird... That would be practically useless. <laughs> Time machine weirdness. For procrastinators, that extra two days probably would be appreciated. But, uh... <laughs> um, but here are the answers to questions taxpayers are asking. Do I have an extra month to pay my taxes? Sometimes when they've moved the date around, that's a no. If you owe, you got to get it in on the usual date. But this time it's a yes. The new deadline of May 17th is for both payments and filing returns. And the delay doesn't affect deadlines for corporations, partnerships, or nonprofits, but all individuals filing forms. Oh, my gosh. So if you have a, a small business or our little business, we could have made it a mistake in not filing. Because we have to file as a business, but right. not as individuals. Yeah. And it's hard to imagine why or how I would have one ready to go and not the other. But yeah. um, what about first quarter estimated tax payments? If you're one of those people that make estimated quarterly payments, you got to make those on time. The fifteenth. So once again, you'd have to have all your taxes done. Not yes. I don't know what percentage of people this applies to. This is very odd. Who asked for this? Uh, the move responds to concerns raised by lawmakers and tax professionals that Americans need more time to file and pay taxes this year because of the pandemic and the very recent legislation responding to it. And let me get you my favorite question before I move on to something else. Because tax talk is uh, for Saturday afternoons and shows that don't get much of a crowd. Um, Here's the one I liked. Um, Because they didn't know the answer, which I thought was funny. Does the May 17th deadline apply to contributions for 2020 IRAs, Roth IRAs, and HSAs? This is unclear, (laughs) says the Wall Street Journal. (laughs) The Wall Street Journal doesn't know. Yes. Uh So, uh, I, yesterday, was uh, assuming the media would have egg on its face and have to make a correction or, or, or change their tack, since they were running with the whole another example of anti-Asian racism as a man in Atlanta guns down six Asian women. And uh, when it turned out that he, it's because they're prostitutes and he's got a sex kink and he can't, he thought he needed to get rid of his temptations. I mean, it's all kinds of sex weirdness. Yeah. I thought, well, they'd have to, you know, drop that line. No, no. Everybody continued with that line of talking all day long, including people in, in government positions and they're, they're stepping up police enforcement and Asian communities all across the country. And because. Because a sex nut shot his prostitutes? Including a couple of white gals. I mean, it was predominantly Asian women. Who mostly happened to be Asian. 
And the, what bothers me about this the most is not that, because the media sucks every day, 24-7. There is a real, interesting, underreported story that is laying right there in front of you that you could educate America about that most people don't know. And it's one, most of your massage parlors that are open all night long with neon lights are whorehouses. Everybody in America should be aware of that, and we should discuss whether we think it's okay or not. I, I Have you heard a single news outlet connect the two things? They, they report uh, women who worked at massage parlors were killed. He said he had a sexual addiction, and they don't spell it out. They don't say these massage parlors were covers for whorehouses, brothels, and he yeah. is going to these women for sex. They don't say that. They either just they either don't know themselves or assume that it's a grown up conversation we can't have around the kids or, uh, or or something. I don't even know what's going on there. I think most of America's journalists for the last five, six years have gotten up in the morning with one goal, and that's to say something mean about Trump. But and they miss it so bitterly now that he's not in the White House. This seemed like an opportunity. Do you remember how Trump called it the China virus? And that led to mean MAGA hat wearing people beating up Asian people, allegedly, I heard somewhere on the Internet. And and look, now this maniac, who's probably a Trump voter, killed a bunch of Asian women, and it must be because of Trump. And the they other, don't want to let anything interfere with that. Well, and if you care about the Asian community, how about making it a national story about human trafficking and sex slavery? I don't know. But I would guess that at least some of these women were part of that whole sex slavery human trafficking thing that's going on all across the country. Mm-hmm. There are thousands and thousands and thousands of women that are sex slaves in America, and they work at a lot of these massage parlors, and it's primarily Asian women, and yeah. that is horrifying and they are that, mostly illegal immigrants smuggled in by sex slave cartels it's a horrifying industry and they make you pay off your right to be here by being a sex slave or they threaten your family back home and make you be a sex slave mm-hmm. i'll bet that's going on with some of these women that's an interesting story if you're going to have a second level story out of this nut job going around killing these people right not anti-asian backlash over calling it the China flu, that's a dumb story. Right. So why well, are they ignoring based on nothing. an actual story that would help the Asian community, the downtrodden in America? I, I just find that fascinating. Yeah, I stand by my answer. I'm quite certain it's correct. Plus, you know, you add to that just the overall woke obsession with white people and racism and the rest of it, and they just jumped at this like hungry dogs at a side of beef. It was just too perfect. It was wonderful. They were so happy that it happened. And yes, I will stand by those words. They may have been horrified, but they were secretly overjoyed that they had a big story to write about nasty, mean white people. Oh, yeah. Well, i just throw it out there. Rather than taking the resources and upping the security in Asian communities because you think white supremacists are on the march based on this story, Right. How about you go to your local Asian brothel and talk to the women, pull them aside, and see if there's freaking sex slaves and try to uncover that story? Well, I, I tell you what, you're not going to get past the front desk as a journalist for a very good reason. Because, well, the, the police, Jack, then. you were right. 
Well, they did a massive investigation in San Francisco this uh, on this topic. It was probably a decade ago or so. And they uncovered enormous numbers, enormous percentages of the sex workers at these illicit massage parlors who were illegals from China, mostly, as I recall. Although there are plenty of Filipino women who were brought in, and, and a number of these gals in Atlanta were Korean. I don't know their status or anything. But, yeah, you're right. It's it's a really interesting, compelling, kind of sickening story. Oh, it's yeah. not the one that's being told. Yeah. Um, uh, beginning hour two, we'll talk a little bit about the major meeting today between the United States and China. It's a different thing that has gone on in the last, well, since 1949, really, since the founding of communist China. Uh, we'll talk more about that later. Plus, you know, I, this is, I'm so excited about this. This might be my favorite story of the week. Woke white people particularly woke white women in the Democratic Party, are so obnoxious, they're driving black, brown, and Asian people out of the Democratic Party. <laughs> this makes me so happy. Jeez. <laughs> oh, it's really good. Oh, came across some great stuff. Uh, Chris, Christopher Jacobs wrote for The Federalist. I want to share that with you, among other things. I'm rooting for Gonzaga to go uh, undefeated. There hasn't been an undefeated team since 76, I think, Indiana. And the Zags are undefeated going into the tournament, and they're a one seed. So I think that'd be really cool. Bandwagon jumper. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Fake fan, boo. What's a real fan again? Um, Roots through the thick and thin. <laughs> I need. To, I wish we had a bracket, though. We get, I'm going to have to go look in the newsroom. Is anybody out here got a bracket they're going to say for what? <laughs> I, I printed one up, but I'm using it for my mascots. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sean will be doing that later, the mascot bracket, which is always entertaining. My simulations haven't finished completing yet, so I, I can't have my answers yet. <laughs> Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. The border continues to be an absolute mess. Uh, they got a the p- political nightmare on their hands, and we'll talk more about that uh, at some point in the show. I saw a story yesterday. It turns out, and doctors have uh, scientists have no idea why. If you get the va- if you had COVID and you're like kind of one of the uh, people that still have difficulties because of it. You got mm-hmm. over it, but you still have aches and pains, or you still feel dizzy, or a variety of different things. One of the long haulers. You get the vaccine, it seems to take that away. And they have no idea why. They can't They can't figure out why that is. But it seems to be true. Hmm, I'm tempted to speculate on why that would be, but as I have no medical credentials whatsoever, um, I hesitate. I got jabbed yesterday. It's kind oh, of exciting. good for you. I got the Pfizer, because I don't believe in silent letters, and, and you shouldn't either. Um <laughs> Feels like a, a buddy punched me on the arm, kind of affectionately. What's up, pal? But he's like a big guy and did a little too hard. <laughs> <laughs> but you pretended it didn't hurt because you don't want to be a wuss. Right, exactly. It <laughs> happens a lot. So, <laughs> so did it hurt at the time, or it just started to hurt later? Actually, you know, I got the kind of zing that electrical current when they hit a nerve. Mm. Uh, but it was it was like getting any shot I've ever gotten in my life. My wife's was utterly painless, and she's tougher than me too. Uh, is the thing? Where'd but you it get it? Like, a gas station or a... 
It was just a guy I saw on the street. He had a sign. <laughs> now it was a medical clinic. Uh, but uh, you so far, so a long good. line. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. We had a uh, an appointment, but you know the appointments a range of times. The sure. appointments just exist to spread out when people arrive to get in line. Right. Right. Essentially. And then you fill out the paperwork. Well, you're not line that I already filled out online. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about the whole oh. medical dance. Um, I filled this all out yesterday. You told me to to make it faster. Now I'm filling it out again. Well, you know, it's for the hospital. No, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Does the hospital not have the internet? What do you mean? You sent me an email that said I had to fill it out online before I came, and I did. And now I'm filling out the precise, the precisely the same questionnaire. And then you're going to jab a needle into me. I like I'm not the, used to being treated like that. I this. like the, what drugs are you on and what dose and for how long? You're the one who prescribed them to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, hey, speaking of the vid, I was going to talk about something completely different, but I just came across this uh, this uh, Gallup poll of 35,000 Americans. And now I want to dig into the actual poll because, number one, I really enjoy that. But um, I'm a little hesitant to bring this to you because it is through the lens of a liberal <laughs> publication. <laughs> but the central finding... From this survey of 35,000 Americans by Gallup and Franklin Templeton, the investment people for some reason, it finds that both liberals and conservatives suffer from misperceptions about the pandemic in opposite directions. This is not a shock. Republicans consistently underestimate risks, while Democrats consistently overestimate them, said Gallup's principal economist. Uh, More than one-third of Republican voters, for example, said that people without COVID symptoms could not spread the virus. A similar share said that COVID was killing fewer people than either the seasonal flu or vehicle crashes. All of those beliefs are wrong and by a lot. Yeah, that's not even close to right. Yeah, asymptomatic spread is a major source of transmission. COVID's killed about 15 times more Americans than either the flu or vehicle crashes in a typical year. Democrats, on the other hand, are more likely to exaggerate the severity of COVID. When asked how often COVID patients had to be hospitalized, a very large share of Democratic voters said at least 20%. Wow. At least 20%. The actual hospitalization rate is about 1%. 1%. 55% get no symptoms. Well, and I would suggest that given that reality and the fact that a lot of people's symptoms, because I've ha- I have five golf buddies who've had the vid, and they all just had sniffles, and several of them were surprised that they had the vid because they didn't realize they'd been exposed. A couple of the other ones, their spouse had it, and so they thought, oh, heck, it's the vid. Um, but anyway, so if you accept that there are many, many, many people who have no idea that they had it, the actual hospitalization oh, yeah. rate has got to be much, much, much less than 1%. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Only 13% of people get a fever. I remember that stat is stunning. Right, when everybody's so fixated on taking your Uh temperature as you walk into a room. Uh, So anyway, uh, Democrats apparently exaggerated the hospitalization rate by at least 20 times. Wow! Probably more like 30 or 40 times higher than But then, So the difference between the two groups is, I don't even know how you do the math on that, because one is a 20th too low, and the other is a 20th too high, 20 times too high. I don't know what that ends up being, how far apart you have the two groups, but there is a grand canyon between the view of what's going on between those two groups. Yeah, yeah. 50, oh, I'm sorry, 41% of Democrats said that the chances somebody with COVID must be hospitalized is 50% and up. 50%. Wow. So So, half of people who catch it ended up in the hospital in their mind. Yes. Well, no wonder you don't want a, uh, the school to open 
or to go out of your house. If you think half of people who get it end up in the hospital. Well, right. There's no wonder they're so enthusiastic about lockdowns of all kinds and giving up their rights and being told by some government health official what to do every day of their lives because they think half of the people are checking in the hospital. Wow. I keep wondering what the story is going to, uh, what the story is going to be on this at the end when we look back on it and we have all the data. The story might end up being it's all about messaging. The government needs to get out the stats. There should be, instead of a billboard saying, uh, you know, buckle your belt, it should be 55% of people have no symptoms, only 13% ever get a fever. I mean, that, right. or only 1% of people who get COVID end up in the hospital. That would be better off on a billboard than buckle your seatbelts. Yeah, and I do need to dig into this because, again, the New York Times is, is shading this. But, uh, for instance, Wow, sentence, that's incredible. Democrats are also more likely to exaggerate COVID's toll on young people to the subject of schools and to believe that children account for a meaningful share of deaths. In reality, Americans under 18 count uh, account for only 0.04% of COVID deaths. Yeah, it hardly ever happens. That's four one-hundredths of a percent. Yeah, you can almost say it doesn't happen. Right, right. Now, I don't know the actual numbers. They say... Uh, uh, more likely to exaggerate. It doesn't say how much more likely. Uh, let's see. Wow, that okay, is well, incredible. Okay, we'll dig more into those. Uh, yeah. Yeah, um, so uh, stay tuned for that. Stay tuned for obnoxious woke white women are so off-putting. They're driving black, brown, and Asian people out of the Democratic Party, uh, which is my favorite story of the year. I also want to talk about the meeting between uh, Biden's White House and uh, Xi's, whatever you call what he's got in China, um, the first meeting since the Biden administration took over between the U.S. and China. And also, the Tokyo Olympics is dropping their Olympic idea. It was not a good idea to start with. They were going to um. have a heavy set woman in a pig nose called the Olympic <laughs> as a mascot. I'm they, sorry, a strip club in 1975 was going the, to do the this? The guy who came up with the idea has now resigned from the Tokyo Olympics Committee. Uh, you got to so- hide for the rest of his life. <laughs> It's an interesting story. Armstrong and Getty.